the faithful life. We're bringing you all the laughs, tips, and conversations that we wish someone would have had with us so that you can rock your own journey. I'm a mom of three who jumped right from Britain VA into businesses. I've learned, trusted, and experienced more over the years than my wedding planner certification ever taught me. And we're bringing it all right here to you. All right, everybody, we are here for episode 62 and Jenna, let's just be super honest as always technology can really help streamline planning for events of every kind, but I don't think that enough of our clients actually use it to their benefit, especially when it comes to our corporate, our organizations, collegiate groups, things like that. So I thought today we could chat and kind of expose the behind the party look at the role of technology, really in streamlining event planning for our clients, as well as us as pros in ways that it can enhance efficiency for organizers in, you know, across the U S but especially here in North Texas, that's what we call home. So yes, do you have something to add? I was going to say, I love it. Um, I am not the best at like up and coming technology. So I did a lot of research for this episode. Yay. That's fantastic. That's going to be so helpful. And yeah, it was cool getting to learn a lot more about um, how it can benefit it. I mean, we've seen some ways that people will utilize technology, but even getting to dive deeper was really interesting. I'm so excited to hear what you found out because I know you and I feel the same way that we should always be learning new things because one, like our industry and events, like trends change quickly, technology changes quickly. Like it's so fast paced. It's almost impossible to like barely keep up on all sides of things. So I am thrilled that you did research so that you could fill me in on all the goodness that you found. So let's see, let's talk about the benefits of technology and event planning. So Jenna, what do you think? And like, tell me about in all your research that you've been doing, the advantages that you saw that technology, like tools and platforms can use to like overall improve, I guess the event management experience for, for everybody listening. Yeah. So it normally takes a team of people to plan an event. Um, As we know, Um, technology can help with divvying out tasks to different people and make it easy for someone to pop in and see where the progress is at. So this is something that me and Amanda do um, a lot. We utilize virtual checklists, um, places to jot down notes about each event. So even if, for example, I haven't taken a look at a project in a while, I can jump in and note all of the details in just one location. Um, you can plan with others and other buildings, states, or even countries seamlessly and easily, which is just crazy that we're living in an age where we can do something like that. Um, with virtual tours, you 
don't even have to step inside the venue that you decide to choose until the day of the event. I mean, it's crazy that we're living in the age where you do not even need to be in the same location to be able to host an event. As we know, like during COVID, electronic events became very popular, um, so much so that we're even seeing that today, where it's just basically an event that is live streamed for attendees to um, jump in virtually. Um, and we're still seeing that. And that's just how crazy and how much technology has changed the game in the event industry. Amanda, have you noticed a change in the event industry as technology has continually progressed? Oh, definitely. I think that kind of just to build off of everything you just mentioned, it's just more user-friendly to plan quicker. So we have seen, especially in the past year, so many events, wedding and corporate, whether it's luncheons or even big galas that are not even booking venues until like two months before sometimes even less. So yeah. at that point, they're like barely getting things rocking and it's just so much easier for them to send out invitations, get the details, make planning streamlined. It just, it's user-friendly and it's way faster paced. And part of that I think is another change, which is people are planning at all hours of the day. So whether it's like downloading like free guides, like we have on our blog or going and grabbing an ebook doing research, reading blogs, listening to podcasts like this one around the clock, or even sending emails. I think it's way more common that a lot of my clients and then Jenna, you probably feel the same way. Um, they're sending emails at random times of the day. Oh and yeah. When this first started happening, there was so much pressure, I think on the wedding pro side to respond as quickly as possible. So when you got an email at 3 a.m., you're like, do they think I'm going to reply to this? Like, holy cow, like that's the middle of the night. And I don't think that that's the case anymore. I think it's become so common for people to work 24 seven that they understand that your work hours are not the same time that they're planning. So I kind of, I love that aspect of things. And for any of our professionals listening in, just because you get an email after hours or in the middle of the night does not mean you have to reply to it in the middle of the night. Like you have your office hours, stick to them. Just make sure you reply in a reasonable amount of time and you'll be set. Um, another big change that you mentioned is being like distant, being away. So you talked about flexibility of people attending to jump in virtually. I think the same thing goes for planning meetings. You mentioned tours. We have so many long distance couples, military couples, destination wedding type vibes. Um, but also we have people who are here in North Texas that are like, I'm busy. I don't need to drive to you to meet with you in the middle of the day. I can just jump on face-to-face -face with you in a Zoom and I'm good or jump on a call or video call you, like whatever that looks like. It's given, I think, so much more flexibility and grace to people planning that it takes a lot of stress to physically be in one spot off of them. And I think that's fantastic. So yeah. I know we just highlighted like a lot of, I guess, changes in attendee experiences 
ways that people are increasing their productivity by not being kind of stuck, only being able to plan during their professional's office hours by like going online and getting those extra resources and tools. Are there any other time-saving benefits that you can think of off the top of your head that technology changes really offer everybody? Well, honestly, I feel like that this is something that's still new, I would say, but chat GPT has really changed the game. I think in so many ways where you can save so much time with, um, and I'm sorry, first, I, I feel like I need to explain what that is. If somebody happens to not know what it is, it's an AI chat where you can, um, submit, questions. Um, I probably still haven't used it for all of the benefits that it has, but basically writing up emails or templates or something like that, um, it saves a lot of time. And I think that that helps a lot. It feels like I, I've told Amanda this before. It feels like I have a second set of eyes on an email instead of having to send it to everybody to get approved. I feel like having the security of having like something else, look over it and kind of add in some information that maybe I would have forgotten about, but how do you feel about that, Amanda? Well, well, first of all, that example alone, I feel like is great because if you have listened into our uncoordinated episode, then you know that I am, I have typos like crazy and grammar is just something that we like, we work through, we're human and we let our personalities shine sometimes on accident through our, our messages. So I think that's a great, great benefit of especially chat GPT. I think another huge time saving benefit is it's way easier to get organized with technology. Now, like, don't get me wrong. I love a good, like pen and paper or planner calendar, whatever you're going to use. And sometimes nothing can beat that. But when you're on the go and you want to like pop into your planning, having the resources just to click or tap away is phenomenal and saves you so much time. And I'm going to talk about this more, but to-do lists are incredible and I love them so much. And like you said, I love pen and paper and being able to actually cross something off of a list, but Um, I mean, Amanda, you and I, we have a lot of to-do lists that we have that are on both of our, like it's connected to both of our project spaces or emails. And so we, we know that we don't have to work on something if we've seen that the other one has already checked it off. And that's a huge time saver. And it's like Christmas when you're like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to go do these things. And you hop in there (laughs) and it's, there's like a note that like, Hey, I'm already working on this. And then you're like, oh, wow. Or it's like gone. And you're like, wait, hang on. I don't have to do it. (laughs) Yay me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, let's go a little bit more into where this conversation is going. So like just essential event planning tools, what are some apps, websites, things like that, that you think our listeners could be or really should be using? Um, so first of all, I am going to talk about Canva. I love Canva. I think that we've mentioned that in previous episodes before, but it's so easy to use. You can use it for so many different things. Um, we use it for even designing our floor plans. Um, we will like you could use that for 
designing flyers, social media graphics, or promotional materials as you're planning your event. Um, I really, it's, it's so easy to use. It's so user-friendly. So I definitely think that we always have to mention Canva whenever we're talking about um, the way that technology can help. Um, and what's really cool is you don't have to be a graphic designer for your like final product to look incredible, which is really cool. Um, the next thing is Google Spaces. Amanda and I utilize this all the time. It's amazing. We love that you can, um, and I'm not meaning to speak for you, Amanda, but I love <laughs> that we can like have different um, categories of things that we need to get done. And then um, you can keep a running checklist inside of those spaces. And then you can also have chats within those spaces and also upload documents to those specific spaces. So that's really a great tool to use. Um, I think that it's really easy and it's like free if you use a Gmail account. Um, and then the last thing that I'm going to talk about. So Amanda and I utilize um, HoneyBook, which is specific for uh, project management um, on the side of event planning um, and wedding planning. But I was trying to find if there's something that's similar to the aspects of that, that somebody else could utilize that didn't really include all of the additional things um, that the extra features that you really wouldn't need with just planning like a few events here and there for your job. Um, and I found Trello. I've heard of it before, um, but I have never personally used it. But it seems to be similar in the way that we utilize project spaces in HoneyBook, but you wouldn't have those extra features that are more specifically geared toward the event industry and um, client communication. Um, from what I from my research, it seems like Trello helps with organizing tasks, chatting with team members, and tracking progress. And um, I think it would work great for managing event planning workflows and timelines for each specific event. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So what are your favorite technology tools, Amanda? So I... I love making things more efficient and easier for everybody. So if you're on the planning side of things, I definitely think that paperless posts is super easy for those smaller events. It's a great way to, it's, it's an evite, right? So you can send it, but you can also see if they've opened it, if they haven't, if it bounced, so you can go kind of check them down. You can schedule either texts or reminders for them moving forward. And you can even make those set up to where they only send to the people it applies to. So if it's information about something fun happening at the event, it'll only send to the people who have RSVP'd yes. Or if it's a reminder, like, Hey, we still need to hear from you. It'll only send to the people who haven't replied. And then that way you make it. just in general, a good evite platform, I think is essential, especially for our listeners that are not planning a wedding. Weddings are very traditional still with the, the paper um, stationary that sends out. And I love that. Uh, Google, you mentioned love Google, Google docs, specifically, if you are planning an event with multiple people, you can add them in there. You can, you know, we use our own font colors. You can add check boxes where they can check it off when it's done. People can add notes. 
you see everything everyone's working on updates, and then you kind of don't even need to bug each other. You can hop in there. My sister and I did a baby shower recently, and I could just go in there, see all the, all the different groceries she needed. I actually ordered them, told her like, Hey, no worries. We'll pick them up the the day before all set. It made it so easy. We didn't have to bother each other when we are at work. It was nice. And then of course, um, any kind of templates and e-journals, I think are such a great tool. You can download them, print them and fill them in like yourself, or you can use them as like an e-journal or e-template. You can share them with other people, whether it's in Canva, which is super easy to work with teammates and you can see what each other are doing and leave comments for each other or just something on your iPad. Um, Jenna mentioned HoneyBook. I love HoneyBook. Um, if you're a professional considering it, we, we are one of their educators. So I'll go ahead and drop our, our link where you can get 35% off if you want to give it a test run. Um, our code is just behind the party 23. It's super easy and you can get in there and really streamline all of your, your planning needs. Other ones that I recommend people looking into Eventbrite, if you're hosting a public event that you want people to buy tickets and register for, it also helps you promote that on different platforms. So on Google, it'll pop up as events near people. Facebook, you can pop in there. All seated is something that people use in the event industry for floor plans. So if you are planning, if your venue doesn't have something more personalized figured out, um, Jenna mentioned that she uses Canva for that. They may use something called all seated and it's just the same, same idea. You just hop in with a login you can move around, design your floor plan, make it as custom as you want, which makes it super easy. And we love, um, you mentioned um, Trello, which I have a little bit of experience or tell, yeah, Trello. I don't know why I thought I said that wrong. Um, I have a little bit of experience with it and it can be a really great resource and tool for people giving it a go. Similar programs, um, would be Monday. Monday is a great way to prioritize and organize, especially with a lot of team members. Um, I have friends who use Asana. They think that it really helps their team productivity a lot. I think Asana is a little easier to use if it's only you versus Monday really is for multiple people. And they both have um, free trials too. So you can jump in there, give it a go for 30 days, see if it's for you or not, and be all set, which is really nice and easy. We like easy. Yeah. I'm glad that you have experience with that because I did not see that that was just for one individual. Well, and my experience with Trello is on the client end of it too. So I did like it. Um, it, it was a little bit overwhelming to figure out cause it was a lot all at once versus like opening one thing at a time. So that was a little, a little, um, much for me personally, but some people might be like, yes, I love it. Like, let's go. Now let's talk a little bit, Jenna, about like managing event registration, the whole attendee experience and how technology can just really simplify that whole process from people registering to checking in tickets, data management, stuff like that. Um, I know we're probably going to just circle back to some of the things we just talked about, but that's okay. A deeper dive is never bad. Um, what are ways that you've seen registration 
kind of be a little bit more seamless or easy. So that way the attendees just have an awesome time. Yeah. So, um, I will say that I think that you, Amanda, have way more, um, experience with working with the paperless post and like different types of evites. But, um, I will say whenever I have used it in the past, it makes it so much easier for people to just, it's as simple as just putting in your information on your phone, which I think makes it a lot better of an experience for the person who's wanting to attend your event. Um, it's way easier if your clientele or your audience is somebody who's super busy, then it's definitely going to help out, I think, with attendance. The fact that they can just do it quickly on their phone. Um, QR codes, I think, are incredible too. So you can just like have that posted up somewhere so people can just quickly get to that link without having to go find an email or um, finding the link can attached somewhere. Um, but yeah, Amanda, do you have more information about that? I love that you mentioned QR codes because they are good to direct them. If you have resources, you want them to download and things along those lines. I also have seen a lot of people use them for more fun ways as well. So now there are you know, there's an app for everything. Um, but there are websites and, and apps that you can go and you can almost create like a digital photo booth for your attendees and they can scan the QR code and it pops them into the space where they can take pictures and it goes into this big album for your whole event to have. And I think that is a really good way to bring on the fun side of things. Um, so fun. Well, I love I, that. I think the possibilities are like so so great you can use it as like a networking icebreaker where people can like write down what they do and take like a selfie with it like so I don't know there's so much you can do with it I think it's fantastic I also think that um the the chips and the cards so along the same lines the RFID chips you can have those kind of set in areas whether it's check-in and they can just tap their phone to it and then all of their business card information is automatically put into your system. You don't have to collect any information, write it down, makes it so simple. Um, if you did plan with Eventbrite, they actually make it pretty easy. You can check them in by hand by printing off the guest list of people who attended with their contact information, or you can just have it pulled up on your tablet, your phone at check-in, and you can, you can do it electronically that way as well. If you're doing a ticketed event, it provides them a ticket to show. So you can scan it, just look at it, however secure you need to be. It really makes that side of things a little easier for you. But I think the most important thing is making sure that you have a way to collect your attendees' contact information, whether it's at registration, at check-in, because that's really going to give you the opportunity to enhance not just their experience during the event, but after as well. So you can send up um, information following, whether it's asking like questionnaires, what did you think? What would you like to hear more about? You can, you can truly kind of wrap it all up. I think a lot of people fall short and they have like a great event and it's so cool. And then that's it. And so you kind of lose out as the host of maximizing and making an impression on your guests, but also like from a business perspective, 
why wouldn't you follow up with them? Like tell thank them for coming, send them those resources. You promise them. And if you don't have a way to do that, then you kind of, you missed out big time, I think. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and then, like you said, collecting photos and stuff like that, you're able to share also kind of the fun things that happened at the end of the event. I've always loved whenever I've gone to some type of conference or convention and somehow they know which photos were taken of me. I don't know really <laughs> how that happens, but um, then you get like the photos back from your it's so cool. Yeah, your well, and, time there. And even now, like especially if your attendees are on the the younger side, um, you can get filters on different like social media apps, which just encourages them to use it. And it's it's based on your geolocation. So like if you do a Snapchat one, they'll only see it if they're there. And then they'll use it and they'll share it. And then every one of their friends who see it, they'll be like, oh, what was that? Like, that's cool. They're going to go look you up. So when you make that filter, make it fun, make it trendy, but also put your name or your social handle, something on there. So everyone who didn't get to make it can still find their way to you and you can help them for whatever purpose your event was. Yeah. And that is a lot of fun. I always love whenever they have something fun that I can share. Mm -hmm. So let's go over just kind of measuring how, you know, if you had a successful event and ways to kind of recap, I know I talked about that. I just think it's really important. So we should dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. So Amanda, the event happened. How can technology help us prepare for future events? Well, okay. So I mentioned emails and sending like post event, like surveys to get a feel from everybody. Um, that's a great way, but it's only great if you then like take that data and use it to improve and grow and change things for the next one. So make sure your questions are very well thought out and make sure you have this survey written before your event even happens. So then that way you can have it sent, um, the day of the day, like the next day, whatever you're thinking to your attendees while it's still fresh on their mind, they care. You can tell them about it before they leave event the event, like, Hey, we're going to be sending you the survey. It's super helpful. We would so appreciate it because then they're more likely to actually fill it out for you. Um, keep it short and sweet though. Don't send them like a 10 minute long, like 25 question survey. That's too much. They'll probably get halfway through submit it and be like, Nope, no, no, I'm done. I'm bailing. Um, but on the flip side, you could do the live Instagram polls. So you can do it during the event. You can post it on your story following the event, whatever you're thinking to get that, that in the moment feedback, just know with that one, you might be getting some responses from people who did not attend, which is okay too, because if you want them to be there next time, it never hurts to get their, their advice. Um, recap and sharing photos from the event is another great touch point post event. So then that way you get into their inbox again without being pushy or a little too much, so to speak, because nobody wants you to feel like you're being salesy. That's not what we're here for. Um, but sharing those photos and letting them know you are so happy that they made it and you hope you get to see them again, maybe ask, like, let them know you're there for them too, especially if it was a networking event, if they need anything, they can reach out. Online marketing is really good. I know most of the time people do this before an event, but using the marketing resources that you have from the event that just ended. So if you had a photographer or a videographer, go ahead and create that content for online marketing so that you can make 
the next event advertising way easier just because people didn't come to this one. They're still watching. So if they see you putting out pictures and videos from the event itself, they'll be like, okay, yeah, next time I can't miss this. Like I've got to be there because they're going to feel kind of a little bit of that FOMO, a little bit of intrigue. I love that. I do that all the time. It's good. And who doesn't like to go look and see what happened at an event? I think it's fun. So highlighting, okay. So highlighting the importance of, you know, event analytics and using technology to be able to give you those insights will help you track like attendance from people who pre-registered versus didn't to who actually showed up. And then you'll be able to see, you know, did they engage during the event? If you had these active polls going on Q and A's things along those lines during your event, did, were they engaged? And then of course, afterwards, were they engaged? So if, especially if you're kind of a membership event and you want to grow or retain your membership, it's super important that this, this, like, I don't even know this bubble of analytics, like this one category of knowing if they were engaged and if it was successful is extremely, extremely important. Fundraising events, your analytics are going to be more financial you can see where, what worked like, okay, the silent auction brought us in some money, but the cost of it wasn't super great. But what was great was the fact that we just had, you know, just buckets for them to donate money. They loved that more, or like they upgraded and got cotton candy and they spent more money there. They bought t-shirts, whatever it is, making sure you have very specific data will help you see what worked what's doing great, what they liked, because at the end of the day, even if you think you have the coolest, best idea ever, if everybody else wants the opposite, you got to go with what they want. Cause even though you're planning the event, it's not about you. It's about the attendees. And I hate to tell you that because sometimes I think I have the coolest idea. And in hindsight, I'm the only one in the room who thinks it's the coolest idea. And that's okay. You can say that and use it for a different event too. But before we wrap up, I just want to go ahead and remind everybody that planning an event is a lot, no matter what kind of event it is, but technology is totally here to help you and streamline planning, make it easier and more organized. So keep in mind the benefits that Jenna pointed out for technology and event planning. Go back if you want to write down those event tools that we mentioned that we feel like are essential or something that might be a research for you, depending on the event you're planning. And then make sure you have a way to manage and keep an eye on your event registration, but also who actually attends and make that experience a little bit more fun for them. And that we would love it if you would share a little bit of your favorite ways to measure success of your event. What type of analytics do you collect? How do you do it? Go ahead and tag us online behind the party.podcast. And we hope to hear from you guys soon. Talk to you later. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Behind the Party Podcast on Instagram. We want to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or email behindthepartypodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait. See you next time.